Wednesdays, episode 31. Um, as usual, hi, I'm Shelly. Um, tonight we have Alan back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I want to let you guys know that we are Wicked Wednesdays, but with Alan's work schedule and summertime, and I've got kids and stuff, um, we may not have shows out on Wednesday, but we will do our best to make sure that. Once a week, we put a show out. It may, don't know when it'll fall, but it'll be there. Terrifying Thursday, or Terrifying <laughs> Tuesday, Wicked Wednesday, uh, some Fucked up Friday, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, uh, point is, you know, we know that you guys are always looking for a show on Wednesday. We're going to do our best to stick to that, but if not, there will be a show at least once a week. Hell yeah. Um... What, uh, you want to explain to people where you've been? Work. Well, that was simplified, sir. Well, um, would you rather me say Satan's gaseous colon? Well, I figured that's where you were going to go with it. Um, it's probably not as bad there. If we, if we have any interruptions in the show, there's, we're fixing to have a, a storm. So, there might, you know, power might get cut off or something along those lines. But uh, anyway, so we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, got any weird news? Yes, I do. Um, you ever been drunk and needed to get somewhere, but you didn't want to drive? And maybe you didn't want to call Uber or a taxi or have a friend? Hollis, South Carolina, named Megan Holman, decided to take a Power Wheels for a spin while drunk. The uh, police got called on her, and uh, she was not given a DUI, but she was arrested for public intoxication. Do you Did you ever hear about the college kid who, she got a DUI, and so they took her driver's license, right? Because yeah. she was underage drinking, so they, they took her driver's license. So what she did, in order to get around to her classes and shit, and to get around like her little college town, she went out and bought a pink barbie jeep yes i saw that and yeah and that's how she she and she fucking drove the hell out of that some bitch too mm-hmm. so, uh, i want to say i saw it like on vice or something where they interviewed her i saw it on like regular tv this shit was hilarious as hell um so this isn't really weird news well i guess it is because of like what happened but okay so last night or the early this morning about four o'clock this morning I had to take um, my cousin's husband to the airport, and so all of us are in the car, and they're doing construction in Birmingham on our interstate, and so there's a certain point you have to get off the interstate, and you have to drive through downtown Birmingham to get anywhere. Well, because I'm from Birmingham, I'm like, fuck the interstate, I know how to get where I'm going, so okay. I, don't, I don't need to get, you know, um, so... We head down, like, Bishop or Highway. We get to, and at the end of where it, where it stops being Bessemer Road or Bessemer Highway, it turns into 3rd Avenue North. And that is a one-way street. And, but 
to get to the airport, you have to go up to First Avenue. Anyway, so I got to Third, and I was just to turn to go up to First, and there's like a sea of police. They've got Third Avenue blocked off, and you can see just like blue lights stretched like all the way down. And we, I was like, what the fuck happened? And uh, Brandy was like, it was probably the construction, because, you know, they've got all the one ways turned the wrong direction. And, you know, I said, no, I said, because in Birmingham, because there's always construction because of the, you know, UAB and all that, there's all, they're always building some shit, and there's always a road blocked off. They have those concrete, like, um, big divider things. Yeah. That they'll put out in the road, or they'll put the, the stand field, like, barrels, and they'll block off the road that way. And... I was like, you know, they don't ever use the police. And these were, there was, like, cops, like, walking up and down the road. But there was, like, no ambulances. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't any, like, sheets laying on the ground. There was nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, you know, I, I had to get my light turned green. So I went ahead and took him on to the airport, dropped him off, came back around through there, and there was even more cops. Oh, wow. And... But still, there was nothing, like, in between where the cop were, like, the, you know, the one block to the next block. There's nothing going on in between there on the road. They've just got this blocked off. And, well, maybe, like, there's something going on in one of the buildings or something, you know. So, we're about halfway back here. And Brandy looks on her, her phone. And she sees where there was, like, a fatal motorcycle accident. And we were like, oh, shit, you know, no wonder we probably couldn't see anything because, you know, motorcycle accident, you know, there's not, like, a big-ass car. There's nothing like that, right? Right. Well, about 10 o'clock this morning, because, you know, I didn't go to bed till like, 9 this morning. Uh -huh. But about 10 o'clock, I get a text from Brandy. What, had, what happened was there was a guy in, like, a green Camaro, and... He act, like there was an accident with him and a motorcycle, right? Right. And the motor, the, the the guy on the motorcycle, he survived. Um, but the guy in the Camaro, I don't really know like what happened with him, but like he was sitting in the car. These two guys from pulled up, pulled the guy in the Camaro out of the Camaro. Mm -hmm beat him like unconscious left him in the road and then they stole his car and they took off well right about that same time an off-duty police officer was heading to work he didn't see the guy laying in the road and he ran over him and killed him that's awful yeah so like <clears throat> all this shit's going on right that's why they had the road blocked off because there wasn't a car well next thing you know about 7.45 in the morning, they find the Camaro in Fairfield, like, on fire. <laughs> they stole, they beat the shit out of this dude. He ends up fucking dying because of what they did to him. And then they set the car on fire. And, you know, so they're looking for the, the two guys. But apparently, like, from what I understand... The motorcycle dude, the dude who's in the motorcycle, he survived and told mm -hmm. him what happened to the guy in the Camaro. You gotta wonder what the motorcycle guy's thinking after seeing all that shit. I'm pretty sure he was playing dead yeah. until they, they, they like left. I mean, seeing that shit, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. 
I'm through. But that was my little weird experience that I had today. I was just, I don't know. Um, so I got some weird news. It's been kind of national, but uh, it's, it's more interesting. Have you ever heard of D's Nuts? Alan. That's the name of the squirrel. What's not the name of yes, the squirrel? Yes, it is. No, yes, it's it not. Is. The name of the squirrel is D's Nuts. I got an article. So, people have been talking about the meth squirrel in Alabama. Uh, deputies raided a home up in Limestone County and say the guy there that ran the house, Mickey Pollock, had an attack squirrel he fed meth. But he... Well, Mickey has not been arrested. He's on the run, and he's released a video of him with the squirrel. And he said he never fed the squirrel meth, and that's where I found out the squirrel's name is Dee's Nuts. He said he's had it since he was a baby. Well, he, you know, they, the the Facebook Live video that he did? Because, mm -hmm. okay, like, all this came out. They arrested the, 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 the roommate. The roommate's yeah. the one that told him. That it was an attack squirrel, uh -huh. and that he had been feeding it meth, which they were able to catch the squirrel and release it with no issue. Yeah. Well, when he found out that they were saying that it was an attack squirrel, he like made this Facebook live video while he's on the run, by the way, uh -huh. with another squirrel. He had another squirrel with him at the time, and he told them that he never fed his squirrels meth; they were his pets, and he would never do that to an animal. I see, this is where I told you the squirrel's name was D's Nuts. Whatever. But, uh, I just think it's interesting, you know, that an attack squirrel with full of methamphetamine, supposedly. Because my question is, what is an attack squirrel going to really do? Uh, well, have you ever been, like, attacked by a squirrel? No, squirrels are cute. Not really. If they know you... Then yeah, they like they'll come up to you, they'll eat out of your hands, all that kind of stuff they're used to. But if they're not, if they're not used to you, they'll bite the shit out of you. I don't want a squirrel. Oh, you would not want one. I'm gonna catch me a squirrel. Alan, it's illegal in the state of Alabama to have a pet squirrel without having like one of like the forestry things. I ain't telling nobody. Oh, I will, cause I don't want a goddamn squirrel, cause them things have fleas, rabies, and everything else you can think of. And a raccoon. I now I do support trash pandas. Okay. Speaking of trash pandas, uh Oh my god, Peggy Lowblad. Did you see the video that she posted? Yes. Those were the biggest fucking raccoons I have ever seen in my life. You know that those were pets. Oh yeah. I mean they came to him like playing his flute, but look, I would love on a fucking raccoon. Mm-hmm. I would look, I love them. They are so cute. And I've seen one that was, like, bitchy before. Yeah. They're mean as hell if you don't love them or if you don't, you know, if they don't know. You got to get them when they're babies. But, uh, or like, feed them tacos yeah. like Travis did. <laughs> but as far as uh, squirrels and raccoons go, meth squirrel has made national news. Um, I don't know whether to feel proud or just go, God damn it, Alabama. Well, I mean, we're, we still haven't hit Florida, like, levels yet. Yet. Yeah, but still. Uh, you got any other weird news? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it for me. Okay. 
So you ready to kick off our subject? Alright, so in the podcast with JC, we talked me and him talked about how that, you know, we were trying to cover like all of the monsters that are based in like actual lore or you know, that have like some sort of backstory with history and whatnot in it. And you know, we've covered vampires and werewolves, which Alan unfortunately what couldn't be a part of that night. But this week, we want to talk about zombies. But we decided, because of all the stuff that we were learning about voodoo and zombies, and, like, um, after we do this episode about zombies, we're going to actually get into voodoo, the different voodoos, which have the difference between Haitian and New Orleans Orleans voodoo. Um, There's also some, you know, other types of... It's considered, I guess, hoodoo. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk in here. We're, we're going to draw this out into a few episodes. But tonight, we're just going to cover zombies and, like, the history of zombies, how they're represented in movies. And he wants to talk about why fast zombies will not work. Nope. Okay. Okay. So, out of all the monsters, vampires, werewolves, whatever... Zombies have always scared me the most. I'm terrified. I, I still have not watched the original Black and White Night of the Living Dead all the way through. I've seen, I've pretty much seen all of it, but it's only been in like chunks because I can't do it. I think the thing that got me with the zombies is, you know, most most zombie movies and stories are bleak. It's they they win. And you're just eking out a survival. And it's one of these things of, uh, you know, vampire, vampires bite you, you turn, but you're still you. You still have personality. Zombies bite you, and you turn. Or, and some of them, you know, you don't have to get bit to turn. You just die, and you turn. You, you aren't you anymore. You're... A husk that hungers for flesh, but that's that's a relatively new development as far as zombies go. Um, the word is a uh, Haitian, actually, Af- Haitian African, and uh, it comes from the Voodoo religion, and they don't they aren't cannibalistic at all. It's a uh, Supposedly, it is a person who has been reanimated, and they used them as slaves, you know, to, to uh, harvest cotton, sometimes bakeries, bakeries because they worked at night, were said to have zombies, zombie laborers. Um, some people even said, you know, they had, depending on how fresh you got them and the preparations, the Bokors did. You could have them be chauffeurs. You could have them uh, even keep books and stuff. They they were literally undead slaves that didn't need rest. And uh, the thing is, you know, are zombies real? I I don't. The flesh eaters, no, but. I, we watched a thing on a Vice about voodoo, and there was a guy. Do you remember his name? The the zombie they found, Christian 
What was it? Wait, you talking about the original zombies? The, the one that the one that the book was written about? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, Serpent and the Rainbow. Anyway, um, you know the the zombie is. I remember when I was in uh, high school, one of my teachers knew I was really interested in zombies. And loaned me a book about the uh, Haitian zombies. It wasn't Serpent in the Rainbow. And it talked about that, yeah, there are actually zombies. And uh, what it is, is people. It's Clavarius Narcissus. Okay. He was uh, one of the. He wasn't the first zombie, but he was the one that. He was the first one they were able to actually have, like. Yeah documented proof of his death and then where he returns um what was it 15 years yeah they, he returned after they th- thought he had died they and they were mm-hmm. able to prove it was him but um they uh what happened was is he was working in the amazon and they mm-hmm. came to him and um they asked him if he wanted to go to Haiti to study, like, you know, how you make zombies. And he was like, hell yeah. He jumped on it. And when he got down there, he met a guy who was a chemist. And um, they managed, in the years that he was there, because he was there for a while, mm-hmm. to, um, and people have been trying for years, decades, to find out what was the process that they used to create a zombie. And the Bokors would not, would never give up their secret. Well, between him and this other guy and the friendships that they made there, they found out um, what they used to make the zombies. And basically, to make, the reason they make a zombie is they police their own people. And a zombie is somebody who um, has done wrong. They have wronged people somehow. And so they take the venom from a puffer fish and they clean it in such a way that it's um, it won't kill you. But it puts you in this state of death. Um, it's called flaccid something. Was it flaccid paralysis? Yeah, flaccid paralysis. Which basically means they can, you know, you're not, um, I mean, like, they they can literally, like, have doctors look you over and you, like, you're dead. And a lot of the faith that they have down there, they don't do autopsies and they don't embalm people because they might come back as a zombie. And so they don't want their bodies desecrated like that. So, um, anyway... But they use the toxins from a puffer fish, and that's what causes you to actually, like, be dead. In about 24 hours, the toxin wears off, and they watch you. Like, they'll steal your body. They'll take and they will, like, they, within 24 hours, they put you in the ground, and, or put you, they put you in vaults, not in the ground. And they, like, cement the vault up. Well, when the family leaves, the bookors go, and they, uh, they take the bodies out. Uh... <clears throat> what? I'm talking about this. I remember reading some stuff. 
Well, I'm not trying to interrupt you. No, I'm that you know sometimes if the bokor could get the body, you know they would actually bury him kind of you know shallow to where they'd wake up under the dirt. And there was other things that besides giving them the puffer fish toxin, they gave them some plants, and they would also beat them like if they were left in them that wasn't their own, they beat it out of them. Well, first, well, here's the thing. What <clears throat> and what the study of what they mm -hmm. of what happened? Um, that was never mentioned about beating them or anything. Because what happens is, is as they start to come to, they feed them what's called the zombie cucumber, and um, it is specifically like they call it that. It does. The toxins in the zombie cucumber they affect your brain. And they, you, like, um, it causes memory loss. Like, you totally forget who you are, what you are, the whole nine. And it leaves you open to suggestion. Um, it's kind of the same, if you think about it, it's kind of the same way that, like, psychiatrists and shit, have, like, mm -hmm. in the mental institutions. Like, you know, when they have people, like, you know, all up on Thorazine and all that kind of shit, like... You're just, you're just moving. You're not even present. And, but anyway, they continue this. And as long as, as long as your punishment is to continue. And like, they decide how long you're going to be a zombie. And as long as your punishment is to continue, they continue feeding this. And there's something else too. It's like a, a bark or another plant or something that goes along with this. Um, cause there's like three ingredients and I can't remember what the other one is, but <clears throat> anyway, they continue feeding you this and while this is going on, they're telling you that you have risen from the dead, that you are, um, that this is supposed to be your hell. This is your punishment. Like, you know, um, they slave labor basically is what happens. Um, either you work for the book or on their land and, take care of their households or they give you to somebody and then they come daily and they feed you this shit to make sure that you stay compliant um but here's the crazy thing in haiti because the belief and this is what the, this is what the serpent and, and the rainbow this is what they figured out you don't even have to actually give people these poisons to create a zombie the belief in zombies and in voodoo is so strong in places like Haiti that you, you somebody can literally like wake up and that you can tell them you were dead, you're now a zombie. And the belief system is so strong that they, that they will believe it like just because you told them that. And the laws in Haiti are if they find out that you are even telling people that you can create a zombie because of the fact that so many people believe that it is you're actually somebody's dying and because you, you know in the actual creation of a zombie you are poisoning somebody that the penalty is like death that's that's really interesting um because I wondered, in that Vice documentary you watched, the uh, 
the guy, I don't remember his name, went to a Bocor, a croissant, to buy zombie powder and was shown a zombie. But do you remember when he went back to get the powder, he thought the zombie looked a lot like one of the guys there? Well, yeah, that's the thing, though, is the fact that, like, okay, you heard croissant talking about how he didn't trust him and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, right? Okay, you saw how hard it was for him to catch the puffer fish, mm -hmm. right? And then he took it to those people, and they prepared it in such a way that the toxins actually caused you to have this euphoria, right? But then the next day, you felt like you were dying. Yeah. And the guy kept telling him, it's in your head, it's in your head. That's the only way you're going to feel better is if you stop thinking about it. And, um, so, sorry, we had a uh, technical issue. Anyway, so... The, but, yeah, getting back to what I was talking about, the puffer fish, when he took it, you know how he made him feel crazy and whatever. And yeah. he, was, he said he had never felt that kind of pain before in his life and all that kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> but the Bacor, that, that Crescent guy, they talked about how that so many of these people just go along with it because of their belief. And so, he goes to this this Bacor, and the guy he tells him oh well you know i have the zombie powders you put it on your skin and then you know i can take a lime and it's the antidote and i just take the key lime and rub it on your skin and you're fine well that's not gonna work i mean obviously but so the guy he puts the powder on his skin nothing happens he sits there with it for a good like yeah 20 minutes i mean it's on there for a long time and um, he's sweating, and of course with a lot. Okay, Sophie. Sorry, guys. My dog just yelled for some reason. Um, but anyway, the um, <coughs> the guy tells him he's like, you know, um, you come back, and I'll have a, a powder that you know is stronger than any other powder. Well. And in doing all this, he asks him, can I, do you, can I see a zombie? Do you have a zombie here that I can see? Because they had talked about how that this guy kept zombies to work in his plantation that he had. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can show you a zombie. And he takes him to this room and, of course, you know, he's knocking on it, and he turns the key so many times, and he knocks on it again and turns the key some more. And he opens it up, and there's this dude under a sheet. And he throws salt at the dude, and, of course, the dudes are acting crazy and all this kind of stuff. The thing is, it's, it's theatrics. Mm -hmm. You know the guy's not really a zombie. You know that, you know, he's probably, you know, they got this act set up so that they can make money off people. Thing I found interesting about him throwing salt. Mm -hmm. Salt is supposedly one of the ways you can break the zombie spell. They have to eat and stuff, and you never give them anything with salt in it, or it'll break the spell. I've never, I never heard. Anyway, um, I know that like they are not supposed to be able to cross salt and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so, but in that that. Um, but that was his experience with that book cool guy. And then, of course, he goes back to him the next, the, you know, a few days later. This is after the guy 
threatened to kill him and eat him just to prove that he was not a you know someone to trifle with. And of course he sells him some you know bullshit powders. Oh yeah, one that of he goes back and has tested, and it's basically like you know powder like makeup. makeup and sand and goat hair. Yeah, makeup, sand, and goat hair. Uh, one of the ingredients in zombie powder we forgot is the uh, supposedly the, the bones of an infant, like the skull. Yeah. And crescent, croissant, whatever he said, he was crushing up a skull and a. He had a mortal and pestle. He took him out to his lab, which was just uh, clearing in some trees. Yeah. And there's pictures I've seen of Bokors where they are putting together their potions and stuff, and they they showed some on Vice, but I've seen this picture before. They got pre- somewhat kind of protective clothes on. They got rags stuffed up their nose. They're wearing big hats. They got like a kind of a poncho on and stuff. Well, okay. You know the guy that was that you know that was the chemist that you know Wade Davis. met with. Yeah. You know, yes. Anyway, the guy he met with that was you know the chemist that was helping him like find out like what was in the zombie potion, right? Yeah. That guy eventually decided he didn't want to be a chemist anymore, and he became a book whore. So he took his knowledge. Of chemistry and put it towards now making the potions and stuff. I mean, that's, that's and he's a college educated, like, chemistry, like, you know, major dude. And, you know, he decided that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, he was the one, he told me, he said, Look, he said, you know, I'm not going to take in. He, he told me, I, I can't help you. I'm not going to, you know, he explained to him that you know the the zombie thing is only for it's the way that they police their own people. He explained it to him that you know you have good people who are like him, and then you have bad people who are like croissant or whatever. And I think it's funny he's named after a fucking French pastry, yeah. but anyway. Um. And yeah, he told me you know, that he wasn't gonna make a potion. He wasn't gonna do any of that kind of stuff. And uh. So that's why he went to croissant. But the thing is, is like, and you have this one upstanding guy who has been involved in research and everything else, and he got sucked into that world. And then, like, Wade Davis comes back and he, like, presents his findings, which is basically, you know, this is what they make it out of, but I can't get my hands on it because nobody will give it to me because it's illegal. And they don't want proof that they're doing it. Yeah. And so, one half of the scientific community, like, scorned him. And basically said he was making this shit up. And then the other half of them were, like, intrigued by it and wanted to know more. And that's why they keep sending people down there. But nobody since he, nobody has been able to actually get their hands on this, like, zombie powder stuff. That's the thing I find so interesting about voodoo, about how much of it is really chemistry and knowing the plants and the animal venoms and things like that. That's what's always fascinated me about it. I've been fascinated by voodoo since I was little. Well, we'll move, you know, we're going to discuss the origins of voodoo and the origins of the book horror and all that in later in at later episodes but so that's like the history of like where zombies come from and you know how they're supposedly created in like 
real zombies, like, you know, like, the ones that are in our present time and whatnot, but you want to start, you want to move into yeah. the theatrical zombie? Yeah. The first zombies to ever be on film was actually in a white zombie from 1932 with Bela Lugosi, and it was voodoo zombies. Yeah. The idea of the flesh-eating zombies did not come about until 1968 with George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. And the thing is, in Night of the Living Dead, they're never called zombies. I don't think anybody really refers to them as zombies until maybe Land of the Dead. No, no. They're called zombies in Dawn. But originally, Romero said they weren't zombies. They were ghouls, is what he thought of them as. He thought of zombies as a... Strictly from zombies as the traditional voodoo thing. He didn't see them as flesh eaters. He never intended them to be zombies in Night of the Living Dead or the subsequent films. But the fans embraced it and referred to them as zombies. And that's where that came from. That. And, uh... You know, the cinema has branched out so much no. in what is a zombie? You know, is it, reanima is it a reanimated... It's okay, it's broke. Mm -hmm. But as it comes, you know, are zombies... You know, the, they're the recently the deceased that have come back due to radiation, a parasite, virus, you know, it's... You never, there's very few zombie movies where you get what it is. We have, and then we got the 28 days, you know, they were not really dead. They were infected. Rage virus. Yes, and we have a zombie land where, once again, they're not dead. They're infected, even though they're, they're called zombies. Wait, wait a minute. I want to say zombie land, they weren't dead. They were, uh. I they, like, died from their bite and they came back. Well, they got infected. They might have died, but... Well, it's pretty much how, like, in any zombie movie, they get bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could say it's an infection in a way, except, except in 28 Days Later, it was like, you know, it was different, I guess, because it wasn't like it was... I don't know. And... You know, there's uh, the Brian King series, The Rising and stuff, where the zombies are actually reanimated by uh, evil spirits. You know, he Brian King's created almost like a whole thing, like Lovecraft, with different gods and stuff. And uh, when someone dies, they're able to inhabit that body and reanimate them. And in the Brian King stuff, they're smart. And uh, the, but the whole thing is why fast zombies wouldn't work is once you die, you could be fast for a little while, but rigor mortis sets in, the muscles start decaying instantly, they're going to slow down. Well, okay, hold on. Have you noticed like in The Walking Dead and in a lot of these zombie flicks, when the zombie outbreak first starts or when somebody first turns... They are way more, like, mobile, agile. The, even in the, um, 
you know, even in like the 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 TV shows and stuff, you know, as you watch these zombies, as the time goes on, they are they do decay. Like they're literally like almost skeletal. Like you can tell a difference in like a fresh zombie and one that's just been like out for a while. Like they're literally turning into nothing. Yeah. You know. <coughs> so I mean, like they start out more voracious and. Moving fast because you know they they still have you know the muscles and stuff but you know they do they they decay and that's why I think that like it's not just that fast zombies won't work I think it's just you can't have like constant fast zombies like if they're dead if they're truly the Walking Dead if they're dead mm-hmm. you know they might have the ability to move fast like when they're when they first get bit and shit like Day of the Dead the remake. Yeah. Okay. In the beginning, when all hell breaks loose, you see how fast they're moving, they're running, all that kind of shit, right? Right. But then as the movie goes on, and you see the zombies and how now they're starting to be slower, and they're, you know. Yeah. Because they're they're just they're, they're, there's no food. They're just they're they're decaying. Yeah. And so you actually see like how they break down. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, like, that's where I say how, like, you know, you would have a fast zombie to begin with, but, you know, it's not going to stay that way. I mean, the thing would be, if zombies were to really happen, and they were to be the walking deceased, where the, uh, the body pretty much shuts down, you know, as they were walking and decaying... And, and e- eating, their stomachs would blow up from the decaying flesh in there. I don't necessarily think that they eat. I think that they, like, they just really just kind of rip shit up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think, I mean, and the thing is, like, you see the ones that, like, they're, they're, they don't have any stomachs. They're just, like, ribs and shit because they're decaying. Yeah. So it's not this, I think it's just, that's just, like, okay. Uh, Black Butler mm-hmm. on their the the new one that they came out with, Book of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. It's basically like Titanic, but Titanic went down because of zombies. The way that it's explained in that is that um when you because you know basically you know that the the Undertaker was actually a reaper, mm-hmm. and so what he decided to do was when people died. Instead of it being the end of their, you know, their their life's movie or whatever, he added, you know, to the end of it. But they don't have a soul. He took the soul, but he added, he spliced in, you know, this this thing to make them zombies. But the body is always looking for a soul, and that's why it attacks. And that's why it, like, devours, because it's trying to get to the soul. But you can't take somebody's soul. Oh, okay. You know? So it's not really, like, it's not trying to really, like eat and like I kind of said the whole like brains thing well in uh, the return of the living dead series they ask the zombies can talk in that and they ask one of them it says the brains ease the pain of being dead yeah yeah but do you know that like back in um I don't remember what I don't know if I don't know exactly where, what what time period they believed this, 
but they believe that the soul was in this uh, part of your brain. I forget what it's called. It starts with a P. But anyway, there's like a P. It's like it's like right in the center of your brain. It's like the, a gland or something. Is it pituitary? No, it's not your pituitary gland. It's another one. Anyway, and they believe that's pineal. where. Pineal. Yeah, your pineal gland. And they believe that that's where the soul is. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, like, they would take and, like, um, when people would die, they would take that out of the brain and eat it. Oh, wow. They thought that it would, like, add, like, give them, you know, add years wow. to their life. But that's kind of like, you know, I guess the same kind of yeah. thing. So, we've discussed the history, we talked about the movies, we talked about, you know, and books and that. So, basically, it all boils down to, you know, what? They're dead. They're all messed up. They're dead. They're coming back, but you can take them out pretty easy if you hit them in the head. Double tap. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to, we're about, we're like at a 40-minute show this week, because we're still working out some kinks with the... We're not gonna have. To, we're not gonna be able to use Audacity anymore. It's just it's not working right with us. Um, but there are some spots in here on the show, guys, where there's some dead spots. I couldn't trying to cut it out. It would have just messed up the entire thing. So we apologize for that. Um, next week we're gonna talk about voodoo, um, the history of voodoo, and then. Um, I think after that we'll talk about the Loa of Voodoo. Okay. The different gods, and then we'll get into, um, some famous Voodoo practitioners like, you know, um, Bloody Mary, Marie Laveau, um, you know. Yeah. Some of the ones that, you know, it's, people know who they are. Um, but I think that's it for this week. I think so. You got something for your commute, your run, whatever. You know, it ain't long, but we'll be there for you for a little while. Um, I guess, yeah, that's it. So we will, um, like I said, hopefully our next episode will be out on Wednesday. But if not, it'll be out Thursday or sometime after that. But you will get an episode next week. Oh, I wanted to put this out for the listeners real quick. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, do you think Jason was a zombie? Jason? Jason. I don't know. I mean... Or what about Frankenstein? No, Frankenstein wasn't a zombie. Okay. Frankenstein, I don't, I don't know. Frankenstein was just... He was, he was a, a medical experiment going on. Oh, yeah. Did y'all do the question of the week last week with Jesse? No. Okay, I remember the answers. Uh, I asked, tossed it out there, and I asked... Uh, our listeners, you know, what serial killer they would like to fight. And uh, Tim asked if it could be fictional or real. I said, go for it, fictional. Tim Davis came in with Chucky because he thought he could take him. And Stephen Loblad came in with Freddy because he's a chomo. We already t- I think we already covered that. I wasn't sure if it got tagged on, but that's it. Just in case it didn't, we didn't forget it. And I guess I'll throw out this question of the week because I really want opinions. Do you think Jason in the later movies was a zombie? Okay, well, that'll be our question of the week. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Later. Bye.